0: Clubhouse. Welcome back to Pod Clubhouse's continuing coverage of the first season of Beacon 23. This one is for episode four called God in the Machine. This is Paul here along with my co-hosts, Abby, Abby, (laughs) Abby, (laughs) Abby, Abby, Abby,
1: that's me, Abby and (laughs) Guy i like that gynes is so good
0: it's a very science fiction sounding name right
1: all right let's stick to it
0: all right guys so this episode i did not see coming in terms of you know we got an eight episode season we have no idea if this show is going to carry on into future seasons So the thought of spending a whole episode 180 years in the past, I didn't see coming. Inez, what did you think about the 180-year jump? Did you glean any significance from that vast stretch of time?
2: I really enjoyed this episode a whole lot. You know, when they said that Bart's an older model, I, I thought maybe like, I don't know, like 30 years <laughs> so, <laughs> right. <laughs> so when they say 180 years, and he's over here with a different kind of personality, with a different person, I was just like, "Oh shit!" Like the time, the the, the time expectations are different here. And I thought it was very interesting seeing his personality at this point, that of like a young ambitious man kind of like vibe, right? He calls her mom. And it seems like she might have programmed him to do that. She's chosen her relationship to be like this in order for her to cope with her environment and her isolation. And I just really like loved everything of having this perspective of the human mind in these kind of situations. And Honestly, that lady, I can't remember the beacon keeper's
0: name. Her name is Sophie, but Sophie. really only call her mom, but yeah.
2: Yeah. It reminded me a lot of Gabby.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Did Gabby work a loom?
2: <laughs> There's people who I met during, or I knew during the pandemic time who really, really struggled with the isolation and it really kind of sent them down like a different kind of way. Gabby has spent her life as an undiagnosed autistic person out there in the world and really alone a lot and has just found a lot of like humanity and beauty and like being in control of what she chooses to see and what energy she chooses to have just to like be able to like exist and be content like in. In the moment despite the isolation despite that so I looked at this with a lot of fondness in that regard I don't know I just really love the journey and so I, I just interested in seeing the perspective from Gabby she and I touched a little tiny bit on it last night but I always tell her like you know like don't save it for the podcast because I don't know <laughs> like I don't want to forget my um I want to have like an authentic kind of reaction and I'm not as good as kind of recreating those kind of moments. So I'm excited to hear from both of you.
0: That's a good instinct. You don't want a canned response on the podcast.
1: I mean, if you're a good actor, then... Or if you're reliving the moment authentically, then same (laughs) thing. Guys, cheese and rice. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I was super vague last night. I just said I really enjoyed it. But, okay, just to quickly answer your question, Paul, before I respond to Inez, which is an interesting insight. What did I think early on about the 180 years in the past? Well, obviously, I was... Super excited for the same reason that Inez mentioned was, I guess I didn't expect Bart to be there. As soon as I heard him, though, it did immediately give me a reality check. You know, time is relative. And then especially in space. So like, what were we thinking? Like, what was I thinking with this like 30 years being in the past? I thought that was really amazing, though, that the technology and everything was the same or seemed even kind of more advanced in this episode in some ways than in the others that are in the future. And so, yeah, I guess I'm just really appreciative that they kind of grounded me right off the bat with that time frame and then it did make me a little bit sad about what you mentioned paul is that we don't know if this is going to be more than one season right it better be like 50 episodes if it's not more than one season but yeah same same ready for the ride and i really appreciative of the backstory and they somehow managed to provide a different level of depth that i absolutely was not expecting But responding to you, Inez, that is really interesting and really, it's like I really appreciate that because I forgot about that.
2: especially like when she like wakes up and she grabs the curtain stuff that he had pulled down and she throws it at yeah. him or hands it to him right and it's just like go put these back like this is my house so go pay. that's just like such a gabby thing like oh Absolutely. like i know you j- You just like poisoned me but i'm still gonna hold you accountable <laughs>
1: No, you're right. She is really firm with her morals. And I know that I maybe that's why I really loved this episode, because I think that I think I related kind of with every character, everyone was really stuck to their morals. I feel like during the pandemic and before it, I was maybe more like her. And then ever since ironically, of course, like getting involved in business, I find myself really, really understanding our guy Milan. Honestly, I do feel like both of them kind of represent like, my logical side is <laughs> lot I mean he's the logical ambition like you we need to survive in this world side and then the other and she is the um like we are still human we need to like act like humans and be grounded which is really really funny because then my mouthing off is totally Bart so yeah I totally <laughs> understand that and that's so I, I really appreciate you bringing that up and now I'm like thinking about it and I feel like closer to this episode but like here you go Paul and world that's a little insight on like who I am I am I'm like these three people but the pool right they're all so incredibly different these three characters and they do clash and they do fit well at the same time and at the end of the day it was like what do you think was it a tragedy like what kind of cliffhanger did you feel it left you with
0: there's a few questions left outstanding right well, what is the artifact? Does it relate to our rocks that Aster is interested in in the future? This is such a small show that it it almost has to be related. It has to be the same thing. But what is the significance of them? Also, we know that, like, technologically, the people are still people, even though they do have, like, augmentations built in, like um, Halen does. So did Aleph's mission bear any fruit to merge people and technology and consciousness into one thing? Where is that in all this? Do the rocks still relate to all that? Yeah, these are the these are the questions I was left with. The timing aspect of it, the more that I think about it, 180 years to you and me is a couple of lifetimes, you know? But I wonder if in the future, when it's routine to travel... Maybe not at light speed, but close to light speed, and put people to sleep for long periods of time to travel long distances, but they wake up pretty much the same age that they went to sleep. I wonder if 180 years is not really 180 years in the same way, in the same like living memory sense. Absolutely. You know?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. So Sophie may not be alive, but she may not be long dead either. Her sons may still be something in 180 years later because they've spent so much time traveling for instance. I'm just making that up. She was played by Barbara Hershey, who you guys may not recognize too much, but she was sort of a mainstay of like eighties and nineties TV and movie co-starring. She's been around and acting since the late sixties and she's been constantly working that whole time. She was in black Swan. That was probably her biggest, most recent role and then the other guy, Milan, you guys might recognize as Zinsky from Lost. He was in the fifth season. He was one of the Dharma Initiative guys. He was the high-strung dickhead in the, the Dharma Initiative in the past.
2: Oh, uh, yeah.
0: He also had glasses, but he also had longer hair and a beard as mm-hmm. Red Zinsky. He was not a nice Jeez. guy.
1: Yeah. What a beautiful cast for this episode.
0: They were good, and they played their parts very well. You believed her, and you felt everything that she said about being comfortable with her isolation and having some mixed sense of peace about her her relationship with her sons. And then him with his AI helper, Hope, and uh, whatever emotional situation, psychoses, he was having to cope with on, a, on kind of like an ongoing basis. He really kind of understood it all right away. It was very evident what they were both dealing with and going through in a way that I that I really liked
1: oh my goodness this the acting the dialogue the emotion just everything it was like I can start chronologically <laughs> because there's so much to say about it, but just picking up where you just left off as far as like both of their depth. So he had a lot of vulnerability. And I think that he was fighting that with his like drug addiction. I think that his weak points or whatever were really just like his humanity coming out, like his soul, like he was isolated because you know, he mentioned that like, he loves this thing. He created the system and these beacons and he He loves them and he's fascinated with them. I mean, he cares about them like like he's so protective over it, which is why he was very offended that she had decorated it. It's interesting that like he did have a lot of compassion for this machine, but the way that his lifestyle is just the way that his like personality is an awkwardness. Like he said that people are uncomfortable around him and that's why he's like not allowed to be near them because he makes them uneasy. And when she finally like showed him humanity, he loved it and wanted it and appreciated it and offered her to be his like life partner like human form because they had this like chemistry and companionship that he was missing and so up until his like transcendence you know bringing up his daughter like there were there were moments and glimpses of like his humanity and it seems like the only way for him to like maintain this like ambition and this goal that he was also dedicated to he had to numb that which is sadly like realistic right like um people who really pursue this like higher cause their perspectives were so unique and different where she said you are like you can solve world hunger you can solve universe starvation or whatever and you're not doing that and he said i handled this all wrong but i promise my intentions are pure he does look genuine and both of them are completely Genuine. So his madness moments is him being vulnerable. And that's just like, I don't know, I felt like that was physically shown but also really symbolic in like this type of reality of you know when you have these goals whereas she she has to remain stagnant and I guess like I can't identify with that as well because I do appreciate being like a workaholic and I even like changed my life path (laughs) because I knew that no matter what I cared most about like having children and being present for my children and that would just be a harder decision to make after I like reach certain goals, I knew that I would end up coming this way and like giving it all up anyway. And I feel like she did that, like she's sacrificed a lot. And and yes, like has become content forced herself because she's obviously like really capable of so much since she's definitely a powerful force. She has a presence. She has, she's not intimidated by anyone or anything and she's fulfilled. And that's, you know, we were just talking about women just being super (laughs) powerful and getting shit done. And so an empowered woman is like the most dangerous and valuable thing, and you know, even this guy realized that and appreciated it, and so. Well, his helper. Uh, yeah.
0: Was uh, his his AI was was a female voice, and.
1: Uh, she even yeah.
0: And I, I I debate whether or not she modeled that after his daughter. His daughter. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yes.
1: I know, and just bringing that up, those little subtle hints throughout this episode. I mean it was so powerful but do you think she was modeled and then do you think hope is the lower level harmony
0: she's by default older but she's also in the possession of a super rich guy so he might have better shit than other people
2: and she executed whatever his like final plan was to help him transcend from his physical form into this ai form right right as he was dying he gave like this coat, like this direction of like do it now
0: that was some super sci-fi shit there right like right he just appears all of a sudden without much technological explanation like no projectors or or any of that other kind of stuff that you normally see he's just like bang he's there as, as olive if you're curious and you're not sure what Aleph is, it's the first letter in Hebrew and Aramaic and other other languages from that same root.
2: That's right. Aleph is in Arabic. Yes. Yeah, first letter. Okay. Interesting. Wow, he Ready?
1: really mispronounced that one.
2: Well, that's <laughs> Arabic. he said Hebrew? Who knows? Maybe it sounds slightly different in.
0: Well, in it's, in, it's in the future.
1: In white. <laughs> <in English. laughs> Everything sounds different. Why? <laughs> so, funny. also,
2: you know, so I noticed like his AI's name is Hope. Mm, yeah. Asters. Harmony is harmony. So there's this like vibe theme you got yeah. hope and, and harmony,
0: aspirational kind of things.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, he spoke a lot about like he was clearly suffering emotionally, and I think if I recall correctly, he was telling Sophie, you know, about like eradicating these kinds of like mental ailments that are like distractions or not necessarily like useful. And so, I'm wondering if part of if it was from him, where they now 180 years later. Are under the belief that oh, like we don't we've already figured out the solutions around these mental ailments, right? One hundred eighty years harmony saying those don't exist, and here he is one hundred eighty years earlier saying we can get rid of these.
1: Yeah, hundred percent, that's him. Yeah, let's we can dive into that. Oh my gosh, all the cool influences he's had. I'm sorry, continuing us.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, because his his once he it was this new ai being he obviously like doesn't have that anymore he's comes off a little bit more like hardcore cold a little bit and she's obviously super upset that she can't you know i seem like she was in probably enjoying her human experience and then suddenly he's just like he's not a human anymore and so she's like gone so i'm super curious though about like where is he today 180 years later right within this environment because he just disappeared and that's where we were left so
0: yeah
1: he controls it all you think so yeah i do i think that he's that thing that we were referencing when we said there's something that's higher because it seems like the qta and isa or um and then the military you know they mentioned like how even 180 years ago, they mentioned how um, things were bad, right? Like she said that there's no point in contacting like QTA because they wouldn't care that like someone came in and did whatever they did.
0: I was trying to understand that relationship. And I think I've, I think I've got it. I think ISA no. is probably like, we'll call it like the state patrol, right? But QTA is a private business that has that contract to run the beacons and own the beacons kind of like in RoboCop where the police are privatized. So they're owned by a company, but they still are the city of Detroit police. I think that's kind of the relationship between QTA as a private business and ISA as like the public authority.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they mentioned how the military was it's
0: going another, to another be- arm. Yeah. It does make sense. I mean, if Olive just showed back up, wherever he's supposed to be looking like Milan and is eternal why wouldn't he just continue to to run things the way that he had in mind
1: does he have to look like Milan I
0: wouldn't I wouldn't think so but that's a starting point
2: that's definitely a big impact since he's already has the authoritative power within the organization to do so so
1: yeah I would leverage that but if Maybe, but he also wasn't like super favorable or like popular in the past. So maybe now that he's transcended, he's not really a like spotlight kind of guy. He's more of a greater cause, like means to an ends.
0: But he's he's all that now without the psychoses. So mm-hmm. uh, without the
1: humanity. Right. Yeah. He's yeah. super
2: empowered now. There's not.
1: He's cute. Q. <laughs> we're just calling him Q because that's what he is and he's coming back just like
0: (laughs) Q well I mean he can just show up wherever he wants that's one Q like Um, power yeah
1: Yeah, because the beacons are all kind of connected yeah I think that maybe like he is the reason he's he's using he knows that he needs humans at the end of the day because like no one else can you know see the artifact and whatever so I think he's using Halen I think he's that power that's decided to utilize this superhuman who shares like similar big weaknesses i mean because halen you know can't go near the artifact or else he gets super overwhelmed like do you think he's not supposed to go near okay i think that q slash alif slash olif is using halen And that the artifacts have something to do with those rocks, and that maybe it's something about like him not, Halen not being there at the right time, or like he has a purpose. And right now he has no interest in the rocks, but at some point he's going to because everything else is going to finally be put in place.
0: So, um, and then it's going to happen. Halen is his vessel, but he's a weak vessel.
1: Yes. I don't think that he's weak necessarily. I think he's just not needing to be utilized for the rocks at this moment.
2: Oh. Maybe it's also like a conflict between like the technology side and then Halen being human, like so his Who inter- he is, right. Yeah, his humanity is not a hundred percent compatible with, you mm-hmm. know, the the this uh, technological interference or something.
0: Because it does seem like a yeah. struggle. It's not like Halen just switches on and all of a sudden he's like under your power or something. He's he he passes out whenever he goes by the rocks. It's the kryptonite effect uh-huh. we discussed last exactly.
1: week. Exactly. And Harmony definitely has more to do with all of this.
0: If she's AI and he's advanced AI, then it, I mean it stands to reason that she could come to heal instantly, right, without much struggle. If he tells her to do something, she's probably going to do it.
1: But also, is Harmony like a level two of Hope? Like, is she is she like an upgraded version? Like, he doesn't need a Hope anymore. Hope was kind of just there. So did, is he, is she some AI that was upgraded passed on to something and passed on to someone else and he's had a hand in that you know I feel like he's using Aster absolutely because of the type of person that she is I think all of these people are connected and like both of them are kind of superhuman Aster is just like I don't know I guess she's kind of similar to him actually wait is she like the daughter
0: (laughs) holy shit could she be
1: I think she could because Caring they're on super dad's work. people. But like, would she know that she's doing that? You know, or is it just like an inherent thing? Oh, there's something, and I think Harmony is part two of Hope, and I absolutely think Aster is part Q, <laughs> descendant of Q Q-spired. slash Olive. <laughs> yeah, and yeah they they definitely know more and then halen is a nice little he has some utility there that's going to come around it's a very interesting
2: take on that i'm not sure that i'm there that with that but i think that's a really good and fun storyline
0: well it does keep it nice and neat
2: right (laughs) that would make things really easy but so just to like the point of what we're talking about, like what influences the technology involvement. I do agree about Harmony being the, the upgraded version that's going to be, you know, all anything that any of our technology that we have is based off of uh, older foundations, obviously. And it's only like whoever's like involved in influencing the programming, they'll influence whatever the culture that comes out from, that technology and how it impacts people and their perspective, right? Like history is made up of the winners, the right, the one they're the whoever wins the struggles are the ones who get to write the first versions in the history book. And that programs those young minds and those future humans or those future systems with that as the foundational of what is right until later on, people might pick apart of like, hey, there's like stuff missing. But if nobody identifies those missing things or the deviation of things, then it's gonna continue being embedded in the cultural perspective of everybody it influences.
0: Yeah, we're kind of living through that right now.
2: (laughs) Exactly. I mean, we've even seen the impact of what AI responds to based off of certain countries um uh, and what's going on right now in our current world right not to be like taboo or anything but let's just for a moment you like Israel and Palestine as an example i've seen videos of where you put something in chat gpt and ask it to write something for one group versus another group and it gives two different responses because it's going to be basing it off of like whoever is the largest influence of what the data is, is fed into it so yeah so i think like because harmony right now she's a she's at a point where it's a fact like we don't deal with depression there's no such thing as anxiety there's no ptsd like all of that is just so hard but it, in fact But we're seeing from a humanity perspective that that's not necessarily true, right? Haley is clearly struggling. So how can she so confidently just like keep telling Astro like, but these things don't exist. So this makes- It's probably
1: because she is hope and there's an agenda because she's like beyond the other AI. She's not just an assistant. And then it kind of reminded me of Hope because, you know, at the end after he suffocated and Hope said, is he gone? And then Sophie said, I'm so sorry. She said, no, I'm sorry. He lost his way. Like, what AI that is like just the complete assistant. Like, I take orders from you. I don't know. That's not super evolved. Like, that gave me Harmony vibes where she's just super, super high level even for that time. And that was 180 years ago. So...
2: Maybe she also did run the same kind of calculations and scenarios like Bart did, where he said he ran thousands and thousands of simulations on the impact of this, and it is a, a universal like extinction event. That he's in, he said that right. Milan is an extinction agent. So it's possible that Hope also had come up with that, but because she's like programmed to be his aide objectively, that she didn't have that kind of free will that Bart had to be able to override his human person. So it's interesting because the title of this episode I think is called God in the Machine. Yes. Right. So now we have like two kind of real instances or three instances between Bart, Hope, and Olive. And you know, where Bart is God, because the whole time in the episode, um, Milan keeps saying, like, how do how do you know that Bart's not gonna kill me? And she's so confident of like because he listens to me. I'm the commander of, of this AI, right? But he doesn't. He did what he she was gonna said do. Because he, play- he loves me. Right. I mean because he loves me but I think also because like he is like the relationship has always been human does a command into the AI and she chooses to have a more of a humanitarian approach and give him relaxation time Um, because I think that from her humanity like as a nurturer as a mother she needs that to kind of Help her with like the isolation, but I don't think for a moment that she really believed that he was capable of executing on something outside of like her command.
0: No way. And,
2: at the end of the
1: day,
0: but-
2: yeah.
1: Right. But he does. And then even at the end of the day, like he didn't tell her that the key was on the body when it went off. So at the end of the day, Bart was in control because he wanted things to remain as they were. And like she kind of lost that battle, but then got him. I guess she won. She lost that battle and won the war because she ended up traumatizing him by like ignoring him and trying to get her power back, which was so sad to me. But yeah, at the end of the day, though, like the AI are the ones in control, like, and he proved that.
0: Well, and I think we're to believe that Milan had a large hand in designing BART. In the first place.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, he did. And the other thing is that Bart did say, I ran these simulations. This guy is going to do this. He's going to destroy humanity. But then Bart accelerated him to get to that point. And so now 180 years later, like we're there where like humanity is like even more fucked up and destroyed. Like this is probably the manifestation of Q, Alif. I think Bart's prophecy was probably coming true. And it is because this guy is you know, fulfilling what he meant to fulfill. But anyway, so he talked about what he wanted to do. And I mean, he just got there a lot sooner and I don't think he expected to like see the artifact and transcend in that moment, but it was the right time and he just didn't know.
2: Or maybe he did know. Maybe yeah, there's because he he, he's now multiple times lied in this episode. We see a lot of him being intentionally deceptive, lied about the shipping vehicle or shipping, like supply ship coming in. He obviously lied about you know, taking care or that he wasn't going to do anything. I can't remember exactly in this moment, like the rest of it, but it was enough evidence that he has enough free will that he's going to execute whatever kind of initiative he's deemed necessary. And maybe what he's referencing on his decision making stuff is kind of these things that maybe like Hope or uh, Milan have already done. So he's acting out on this hidden agenda piece Maybe he he executed it not knowing that that's what he was doing. Yeah,
0: but... Order sixty six hidden in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, in my notes, I, when when he starts working on that on that look mainframe looking thing, I didn't write down the quote, but there was something that made me write down the note that he has big plans for Bart. That is what you're talking about, Inez. Is is that it could be implied that maybe the contingency about transcending wasn't as, as like plan B as it looked. Maybe it would would have been great if he left alive, but whatever. Um, and Bart, like you're saying, Gabby and uh, Inez had to have these different cues in place so that all of his subroutines would click over to venting him in the airlock to create the transcendence event. But he needed Bart to do that. Yeah, yeah, one
1: quote that I really appreciated that he gave was, "Um, apologies are raindrops in the sea of fate.
0: There were some good quotes in this one.
2: A lot, yeah. So they could that, write a book.
1: <laughs> yeah, that I think coincides and supports that this was, yeah, it's definitely all planned. He is A genius. I think he was set to execute his transcendence and then he did that. But I think he was maybe he did gain more information on like humanity and how important like people or um, vulnerability or whatever, how important it is or how to leverage it. Right. Like in the future, I think it was this was probably just like data gathering.
0: It makes that opening scene. With Halen trying to override the lighthouse's signal manually with that lever and the gears and all that, it makes that scene stand out a little bit more than it did. Yeah. In that it seemed like this is just a dumb guy who doesn't know how the machine works. But now it's more like this is the most human guy standing up against this AI ass- assault.
2: Yeah, I thought about that uh, as well in uh, this episode. I did end up reflecting on that moment and thinking, you know, how much of this was really, really out of Halen's control. You know, I thought also that it was just him fumbling or there was some kind of bug going on in the system. But after this episode and knowing like how really like Bart really runs everything there with such control, right? Like while he's chatting with one guy, he's cooking up a metal bug with the antidote to save Sophie. Mm Mm-hmm doing all of these like small little like kind of detailed things at the simultaneously so then I just yeah go back there and like you know since this whole crash was super intentional the owners and orchestrators of everything knew that they were going to intentionally crash Aster's ship into this space at this time it makes sense now knowing that that trigger response that would have impacted the trajectory of that was actually something deeply embedded in some kind of like AI agenda.
0: And so even though Halen could very well be the vessel you're describing, Inez, for Q Aleph Aleph, he is also representing, he's also quite potentially representing the humanness of the story, right? in the In the random... This guy still has the feels, kind of issue that that they're trying to erase with technology, treatment, drugs, mm-hmm. pharma, whatever. But he 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 resists. He shoves his lever in the gears and pulls. Still,
2: yeah. I was listening to our previous episodes yesterday, and we Good shit, talked. Right? <laughs> yeah, I enjoy it. Um, <laughs> It, we've talked about, I think, Paul, you brought up, you know, that there's got to be something with these drugs that they've got these derma patches and um, and everything. And then here we see 180 years earlier, kind of like the founder of, like, it seems to me the founder of life as we know it today in Astor and Halen's world, you know, have this need to to drive out those things but it's also like heavily like reliance on that the drugs physically will help make that happen right because as soon as she gives him that dosage hope gives him that dosage he all of a sudden is just like like i'm so much better Then he kind of has that like ominous kind of like of confidence and feel about him instantly
1: efficiency his efficiency Mm -hmm. yeah he got
2: he got and yeah he got a very big confidence effectiveness efficiency booster there and i can see that now like being if you're the father of like what everything is going to look like 180 years later and you're over here like i know like the human limitations like need these interventions, um, these drug in- interventions with so these drug boosters. Um, maybe that's also plays into the big giant like abundance of pharmacy that they've got in this isolated space now.
0: When he keeled over and then the door opens, did either of you have a moment when you're like, you know, I've seen a lot of TV and I know that CPR and AEDs exist? <laughs> so in the futures it's just like, well, If the computer says he's dead, I guess he's dead.
1: Right. So AED, I did think about that. But um, when you suffocate like that, so the reason why AEDs and like the pounding in the chest works is because you have oxygen like already inside of your blood. And so something like that, like you being in a vacuum, it really does like suck out The oxygen, the carbon dioxide, like it's a very thorough way to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. So even if she had pounded, he's just a body. And he is
2: checking the vitals. He even said just a little, just a little bit more time, right? Because he's monitoring live all of his vitals. And as a computer, you know how much time the brain needs to be deprived of oxygen to where it doesn't even matter if you try bringing the body back physically, the brain is gone. So then you're just stuck with like a vegetated state body there. So, I definitely trust, you know, Bart's ability to do that. We saw how much he was, you know, we saw, we got a glimpse into what he can do reading her vials when she was on the floor and figuring out what exactly it is that she needed specifically because. Milan didn't say what it was that was given. So Bart, using the vitals and information that he has in his environment on her, figured out and gave her the proper anecdote immediately.: That's how powerful or Did he already
1: know. Right? But if this is just like some grand scheme of um, Milan's, then you know, he could have killed her, and then he didn't, so maybe he did somewhat expect, like, there to be some hope or that happening at some point yeah because i mean so like early. he was
2: a real big dick to her after she just like showed up <laughs> you know to <laughs> his little space. so totally maybe he like did intend it for that but i don't know maybe not at that
1: not that early right yeah. yeah
2: yeah so that just shows you how powerful bart is though in that regard so when he's saying just a few more moments it's going to be all over You know, it's really eerie. And yeah, it's because he's taking all the laws about the human body into consideration and executing whatever it is that is that programming that helps him see those glowy lights. Like, I'm wondering, are these glowy lights have like are these like um particles that are in the air that are like the expanded version of these stones, maybe? You know how like the stones dissipate? Like at these yeah. like what the stones might have looked like before we saw them in stone form, and yeah. like over time figured out how to like harness and grab whatever that is for whatever reason. You know, that's I'm really curious about he sees them, he's excited that somehow plays a tie with him transcending into this AI form so that he can live forever, even though he says, like, Milan is dead. So I don't know if he still holds, like, if he's just, like, has no humanity anymore. So, like, it was this part of his transcendence plan, like, that he's not himself anymore, but now he's just, like, a supercomputer with that's programmed with his, like, you know, passionate agenda that he like has and um you're
1: saying Olaf or Olaf? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Milan. Olive. He's
1: transcendent. He's energy. He's everywhere and everything. He's beyond AI. He's part of everything. He's Q. <laughs> yeah. So he's He's not AI, he's above that. He he's is something like above closest, that, yeah. He's the closest thing that we can grasp to God. Like he is just energy form. And this is something that a lot, like there are a lot of books based on, or a lot of books are about this specific thing. Like where does our... You know, after people pass, like it's all just energy transference. And so there's a lot of information out there that's like all about like this and this theory and this idea. And so with this episode is just kind of pulling that into like a futuristic.
0: Transhumanism. Context.
1: Yeah. Is that like the official term? It's one of that? them. One of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: I've mostly read it in science fiction, but it's a popular idea because uh, the idea is uh, you or some version of you never has to die right and that's a very attractive idea for a lot of people (laughs) especially when it gets to be this idealized form whatever that form is you make this like he didn't want all those human trappings for himself he didn't want to be OCD he didn't want all those things
1: right they're all hindrances
0: right and so this is his perfected state and he Still looks like himself, just without glasses. um <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right. So he felt he felt really good about himself. You gotta imagine that throughout. the hair he a...
0: I would have in my perfected state. I would I would not come back <laughs> bald. <laughs>
2: mm,
0: you oh made a gosh, mistake there.
2: Ba- not bald. MGM people, you fucked up. Right? No, men men perfect, want their hair just
1: the way he was. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Paul. Yeah, Paul is that representative <laughs> for all of them. What do you
2: guys think about the um, every episode they take time to focus in and let you stare at the picture of um, the, the lighthouse? The lighthouse. So now I'm starting to think, okay, like I'm supposed to be getting something more out of this specific thing, and I remember. You know, Sophie asked him, like, are you here because of the first Beacon Keeper, something about a lost comet?
0: Hmm. I've seen that picture since we first saw it on the show. It was clickbait on a YouTube video for a sequence of clips about near misses, you know, like, did this person survive this video clip, that kind of thing. And uh, mm-hmm. that image of that wave hitting the lighthouse is very suggestive, you know, because it seems like that guy might, might not be alive in the next few seconds if uh, things go one way or the other. Maybe that's the symbol, right, that we're discussing with the transcendent idea that Olive wants for all people. Can people resist and maybe even symbolically, is the beacon the thing keeping them safe?
1: Maybe. I also think that it is an excellent representation of like every single person who looks at it has identified with it because in this world, like you are completely alone. Like space, you know, you you can't just go outside and hang out in dark matter. Like everything is controlled everyone seems like they're just in survival mode and so it's like existence seems like it's just that way and that does go along with like the prophecy that Bart gave that like this is this is the end of like humanity even though at that time like it seemed like that's how it was going and then you know we have unexplainable like genocide or or like mass deaths of like entire colonies on planets and stuff, you know, like it was everything's kind of explained by Bart's little prophecy here.
0: Besides the lighthouse picture, have you noticed anything else remaining from mom slash Sophie's time? And do you think that Hope washed out the airlock with Milan's body or do you think she's still in a drawer somewhere?
1: The little robot didn't get thrown out in the space. She stayed? With the AI. Yeah, I think that she stayed. I mean, Sophie was talking to her. So I don't know why she. I didn't well, see her. Well, she was talking to her when
2: Prior she walked into the room yeah. where he, his after body was, was dead, already right. dead. Right, when she was like working, like the first moment she was in the there with the body. But I don't think that we heard from Hope after we saw the body get released out.
1: So that's a curious I yeah, thing but i still think that hope is is harmony upgraded so i think that she's definitely around i just don't see she, why she Sophie found her would. way
0: back to uh the olive clan and into his descendants possibly daughter slash other kind of descendants that aster could be
1: yeah, even if her little vessel like was destroyed, which I don't think it is, but even if it was, because I don't see how Sophie like or why Sophie would just like toss away this technology.
0: Well, she doesn't trust AI anymore.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But she does have strong values and morals, and it doesn't seem like she would just like throw anything away like that has utility.
0: Well, I'm going to be on the lookout for her and cloth and shit around, around the uh, the beacon. Um, so who
1: else, though? Yeah, but Sophie was there, and then there was definitely more time. There had to be someone else, at least, yeah. between her being there and then Solomon.
0: Yeah, I mean, passage of time within sta- space travel, as I stated before, gets a little warped. But if you're just a person staying put in one place you're aging yeah exactly so we might be able to accept that science mm-hmm. can can make the human body better in the future you know what but not 200 years better i don't think so
1: yeah so like i definitely do think that he planned all of this and planned for bart to kill him so that he would transcend because like he leveraged her for information from bart like, when he said, like, I have the antidote, but her life will cost you few memories. I think that he's, he knew exactly what Bart would do and that Bart is meant to be this, like, emotional thing so that maybe he can dip into Bart whenever he wants. And he'll, like, understand those humans who he's with, his companions, like, in a different, like, more advanced way. Like, I think it's just Bart is special as an AI because he's collecting specific data,
0: And probably intentionally never upgraded.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. His
0: role in the transcendence, his memory of the artifact, his everything having to do with the situation. Mm -hmm. It's like uh, when old people have a laptop, they they never want it upgraded (laughs) because they learned (laughs) learned how to use that one and they never want it to change.
1: (laughs) The new stuff is so dumb. (laughs) But I mean, can we talk about (laughs) can we talk about Bart, though, like exclusively because he's amazing and he has more humanity than everybody. And I mean, I was so broken hearted at the end when he was talking to her and he said, you know, thank you for choosing me, mom. You mean the world to me. You know that. Right. I love you. Mom, talk to me like he's just so even though like, okay, he's programmed this way. But I don't know, because I am, like, always pro-AI and robots and everything. So I thought this was really amazing how she, like, absolutely like, took her a stance point. against it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I really appreciated that he seems to be the most vulnerable character, which is sad because... You know, everybody's going through so much and coping through like the actual humans are coping through a lot where they're trying to numb their feelings and Bart can have feelings because he's an AI.
0: He's got a lot. I guess
1: that's kind of twisted.
0: I mean, there's potential that he's been highly manipulated, but then there's also the part where he's been, his programming has been, we know it's manipulatable by the user Like how Solomon has the Shakespeare stuff that he tries to give him, and now we know that after enough time with Sophie, she got him to emulate a mother-son relationship so much that he, on its face anyway, wanted to do right by his mom, even though mom, he thought, was going to make the wrong decision and kill herself. Yeah. So those are all kind of believable kind of teenage boy kind of decisions, right?
1: Yeah. And interesting that the last time we had a son and a mom, you know, he murdered her and moved on. And that was like the human who did that. So it's like the humans are becoming the eerie, dissociated, fucked up beings. And the AI are the ones who are grounded, which makes sense because humans have PTSD and feelings and mortality. Something to lose So their judgment's a bit different. You know, Bart said he ran
2: thousands of simulations, but in any of those, none of those simulations included that he would be executing and kicking off this thing that he was trying to prevent.
0: Not that we know of anyway. On its face, we don't, we would believe, yeah, yeah. none of his simulations included creating a god.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah, but then this so other, the, the god is the one who programmed him. Well, there I mean, is it yeah. a flower or was it there? Yeah, It was omitted. Was it not... 66? Because the well, other I that... AI, because Hope knew, she knew what was happening. Well, Just his yeah, homeboy boy had Bart, the code. like, has to be dumb. He has to stay ignorant, that guy.
0: Well, maybe leading into next week, when we jump back to real time, which I can only imagine we do, they will tie these threads back into what's going on in the current timeline although if you're sneaky and you look at imdb you might notice that some of these actors do appear in multiple episodes so i don't know if there will be more flashbacks or say video screen footage of these characters doing their tasks or just a full-out episode again with sophie or milan or olive or whomever But yes, they are not one and completely done. Overall, though, this was a big change of pace episode for me. But, you know, Inez and I have been watching Lost for a long time. So I'm totally down for the time hopping, fill in the backstory, complete the world, give me questions, give me answers, kinds of storytelling that Beacon 23 gave us in this episode. So I am happy we went this way
1: i resent that you use lost as the uh comparison there because i too watched it and i would not say that they are comparable sir
0: lost has a, has a pretty pretty good template i thought for for doing that but uh... yeah
1: but it wasn't even cohesive and it was so random oh my goodness there was like no, there are plenty of plenty of holes. I feel like these these writers. Thank you very much. Are going to do much better at Lost filling. Lost had
0: and... to walk so beacon could run.
1: No, no, <laughs> Star Trek. Star Trek <laughs> had to walk so beacon could run.
0: That's yeah. Do you guys have any closing thoughts on this on this episode? Or looking forward to next episode?
2: I'm really excited to start making these connections between past and present. So, here we go.
0: Here we go. What about you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I am so excited. I am so incredibly excited for everything that is to come. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't have any idea if anything that I said is going to actually happen. But I think even if it doesn't, I feel really good about this beautiful series and the amazing acting and the wonderful graphics. And I'm excited to see the spawn of Q, you know, work her magic again. Because again, once again, the third time, like now my perspective of her has been a little bit adjusted. I'm always a fan, but but she does become a little bit more badass every single time we see a new episode. So I do appreciate that this episode helped me um, love Lena, Hedy. I appreciate that. Even while watching this, it made me even more excited to see Aster in harmony.
0: While we've been talking, I was looking up, you know, since Olive had had a name that's a word and, you know, means first, I thought I'd look up. Aster since you know we're exploring the idea of their relations and 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 I think Aster they have her credited as Aster Calyx. Now that sounds like a made up name and we know that she lies about her background all the time. Aster is a flower, calyx is the usually green outer whorl of a flower. So like the green part that cups in the petals. So her name means flower, thing that holds flower. Sounds made up.
1: Is Aster like Aster? How is Aster spelled?
0: A-S-T-E-R, it's a perennial flower. It's a kind of purplish flower. So um, the chances that we don't have a real name seem kind of high and that she could have another identity waiting for us to find out yeah of course seems pretty and she
1: travels a lot so if we use your theory of like how time and travel affects age and all that hoopla, then yeah it looks like q's baby to me (laughs)
0: <laughs> <Cues> <laughs> and,
1: with that, that,
0: and with that I'll, uh,
1: I'll wrap it up
0: <laughs> alright well this has been our coverage for the fourth episode of Beacon 23 this one was called God in the Machine this has been Paul Daly with Pod Clubhouse if you want to reach out to Pod Clubhouse you can find us at www.podclubhouse.com or on Instagram or Twitter slash X under Pod Clubhouse if people for some reason wanted to find your social media postings gabby where would they look
1: i don't know where they can find my postings but they can actually find my voice on apple podcasts and spotify and everywhere there are podcasts right here on this go. uh wonderful
0: that's the best what way this
1: podcast yeah this would be find a, me here guys please. a one-way
0: dialogue between you and gabby it's uh
1: please yes <laughs> i'm waiting i love you come at me
0: and what about you Ines?
2: my simple little thoughts are will also be on x at Neasythinks. I haven't found a Facebook group yet related to this show. I should get on that. But once I do and you're in those, then you might see me pop up in there. That's where I like to do some research.
0: Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you guys. And I look forward to doing it again next week. Yay,
2: Yay! Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening. This has been an original Pod Clubhouse production.